Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cats Roundtable. This morning, I have my projections for the new year. What, what is the world going to look like? So who's the best person to talk about that but Bob Knackle, who has sold 22,877 apartment buildings since his career started in 1988 at Massey Knackle. Bob is the managing director of the private capital group of JOL. Thanks for being here. Michael, pleasure to be here, and I have to tell you, I wish I sold 22,000 buildings. It's about a little under 2,300, but I, I appreciate the confidence you have in me. With you, you're the greatest of all time sales brokers. Okay. So each year, we've always tried to have Bob provide his insight on the world, also known as the statistician. What, what do you look like? What do you, what do you think the world's going to look like for 2024? Well, Michael, I'm really hoping that at some point next year, uh, the market settles and can start its recovery. Uh, we have been in the longest correction I'd ever seen. Uh, I believe that this correction actually started in October of 2016, or actually October of 2015. Uh, from October of 15 through February of 20, um, it was a mostly volume correction, dollar volume down 56%, number of properties sold down 54, value only down about 12. Uh, COVID comes along in March, uh, values bottom out, the, 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 the volume correction turns into a value correction. Uh, things start to get brighter in, the, in April of 2021 when all the first quarter reports came out showing upward pressure on residential rents, condo absorption was, was positive. Uh, and the second half of 2021, first half of 22 was great. Unfortunately, the Fed starts raising interest rates in March of 22, starts to tangibly impact the market in April. August, September of 22, that one-year period that was pretty good ended. Uh, now we're back into either uh, the second half of a big correction that started in October of 15, or it's a whole nother correction that's going on. Uh, but there's been downward pressure exerted on values because rates have gone up so much. What? And, what how much, uh, in your estimate, have values gone down? Well, it depends on the sector. Okay, it, let's it, talk a specific. Okay, sector. specifically, let's look at land. Land values in Manhattan are down 25 to 30% in the last 15 months, mainly because construction lending has gotten so expensive, it's exerted downward pressure on values. Uh, and that's in the condo market, which is the only market that is really functioning uh, for land. Uh, the rental market for, for rental land has is non-existent because there's no tax abatement program. The hotel land market, also non-existent because of the special permit that's required. There's not been a single application for a new hotel per the special permit since that was uh, enacted. And office land, there's just not that much of it. So you have to look at just within land, you have to look at every product type, just as in the broader market, you have to look at each product type because each product type is performing a little differently. And that's something that is one of the two main factors that we're seeing that is making this correction different from the past corrections we've had, uh, such as the SNL crisis in the early 90s, the recession in the early 2000s, and the GFC. Today, different product types are performing differently. And uh, what's, what's going on with regard to the office market? 
The office building is for The sale. office market is the most challenged, but I think you have to disaggregate the office market into two main components. Um, new construction Class A office is performing relatively well. Uh, there is big demand for new, whether it's in residential or, or commercial. People want new product. Uh, but the Class B and C office is the the sector of the market that is the most challenged. Uh, we have buildings that are selling today at prices per square foot that they were selling for 20 or 25 years ago. Um, and that is the biggest question mark. Are we in, in the, the same period of time as compared to 2001 after 9-11? It's very similar. Uh, it's very similar. And I think what we're going to see, you know, everybody's been talking about converting older obsolete office buildings into residential. I think that values are getting to the point where if you combine the cost of the building and the cost to demolish the building, we're getting to a point where we're almost lower than land value. So I think at the end of this cycle, what we're likely to see is that there'll be more office buildings in Manhattan that will be demolished than will be converted to residential. But perfect. From the time they are demolished to new construct, new development takes a number of years. That it does. That it does. And unless you have tax incentives, you you really can't do anything. Well, it depends. You can't build residential rental, but you can build condo. You could build hotel. I think that it's likely that special permit requirement is going to be changed because if you if you implement policy and you get zero activity. Over a number of years, it says something. Hopefully, our policymakers come to their senses and change that because we need new hotel rooms. We have 120,000 hotel rooms in in New York. 30,000 of them are no longer hotel rooms. 14,000 have been converted to other uses like student housing or residential. And 16,000 are occupied by migrants. We need more hotel rooms. Hotel rates are going through the roof. Occupancies are are through the roof. We need new hotel okay, product. But part of the problem in the hotel is the unions. I mean, well, if, you, if you have a union hotel, you can't be profitable. As well, river. that's the special permit effectively means you have to be a union hotel and you can't you can't build that. It's not feasible. So that's why no one has applied to do one of those. And if you get no activity, that's a sign that the policy doesn't make sense. What's... What's your thoughts about the uh, industrial market today? Uh, I wish I had some thoughts about the industrial market. I think clearly, you know, the industrial market and the retail market are uh, inexplicably tied together. Uh, and I think what we've seen is that the, um, the degrading of the retail market over a number of years really was in exchange for an enhancement of the industrial market. I mean, retailers figured out they don't have to sell goods and warehouse goods in the same very expensive space. They can uh, store the goods somewhere else, have next day delivery or same day delivery. So I think that part of value that was taken away from retail was transitioned into the industrial market. I wish that there was more industrial zoning in New York. It, it's such a small component of the market that it doesn't really move the needle, but it seems to be doing very well. What's your thoughts about congestion pricing having an effect on the real estate market? I, I think what it's going to do is very likely to increase the value of parking garages north of 60th Street. There aren't too many. They were converted to condominiums. A, a lot were, but the, the folks who had garages are now thinking about holding on to them because of the uh, the fact that some people might drive in and, and park on the Upper East Side or Upper West Side and then uh, commute down to, to work. But uh, look, the city is in desperate need of revenue. Uh, it's a, a revenue generating thing, just like local law 97 is a, a, is it really nothing more than a tax? 
Um, city needs money, and so uh, it's not surprising to see them implement policies that um, will slow economic activity, uh, but will uh, will generate revenue. Where are the opportunities? I think the big opportunity today is in the land market in New York. If you look at the land um, sector and you look at the very best pieces of land in Manhattan over the last 40 years, the peak value at the peak of each successive cycle has greatly exceeded the prior peak. So if you go back to 1986, 87, best land in Manhattan was selling for 125 a foot. 97, 98, it got to 350. Um, in 06, 07, got to 750. 15, 16, 1100 a foot. That went down into the 300s during the during the pandemic. Uh, in early 22, got as high as 500 a foot again. Now with the interest rate increases, values are dropping once again. Uh, and I think there is pent up demand for land, I think that if you bought land today, sat on it for four or five years, it's a 2x, maybe 3x on your money. I think that's the biggest opportunity in the market today. Which areas are the opportunities in the city and the five boroughs? What do you like best? Um, I, I love Manhattan. Uh, I think that Manhattan values, I mean, you're a Jersey boy. Right? Um, I, well, originally, but I've lived in the city for 39 years now, so I, I consider myself a New Yorker. But, uh, you know, I think Manhattan will always hold its value. And in the outer boroughs, I think if you are near transportation, I think those areas are uh, going to continue to thrive. Uh, city planning has to increase densities around transportation and decrease densities far away from transportation. They've over the last 20, 30 years, they've done a good job of doing that, but I think they have to do even more. And I think that's going to boost values around transportation in the outer boroughs. So when do we recover? Uh, that's, I think, that's your last question and okay. for your answer. Tell me. Okay. Well, again, it depends on the sector. I think that the retail market is already in the process of recovering. Uh, the multifamily market will be dependent upon what happens on the legislative front in the next session. Good cause is going to create a problem. Hopefully, good cause doesn't get implemented. Land market, I think, starts to come back at some point next year. And the office sector, I think, unfortunately, I think it's going to be another uh, couple of years before we start to see some recovery there. But we need to get to what we refer to as the capitulation stage. I, I thought we were there in the third quarter in Manhattan, deals over $10 million for First quarter, 42. Second quarter, 43. Third quarter, 84. I thought we were reaching capitulation. Problem is that the fourth quarter numbers are going to be really weak. And so we're not there yet. We have to hit capitulation, get the pent-up selling out of the marketplace, hit bottom, start to recover, get confidence back in the market. And I think that generally will happen for everything but BNC office sometime next year. So I'd like to thank the statistician who has never changed and keeps his record as that Bob Knockoff for being here. Thanks, See Michael. you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.